Big-time boxing returned to Empress Palace, where South African Rourke Knapp took on Angolan Christiana Ndombasi over 10 rounds. At stake was the vacant WBA Pan-African middleweight title. Knapp had won 10 of his 12 fights with a draw and one defeat, while Cape Town-based Ndombasi stepped into the fight when Brandon Taser, test positive for COVID, lost his last fight, one of five defeats weighed up against 12 wins. The 23-year-old Knapp weighed in at 71.9 kilograms, and has been one of the most active fighters of the last two years, winning seven in a row at the Palace of Dreams. Known as the Faith Warrior, Ndombasi at 71.6 kilograms was in fighting condition after preparing for a fight in Russia that was cancelled. The opening two rounds were more about feeling each other out. The fight exploded into action in the third round. A huge right hand from Ndombasi put Nap on the canvas. After taking an eight count, he fought on. Clearly dazed, it wasn't long before he hit the canvas a second time under a barrage of punches from the fired-up Angolan. Chasing a pre-curfew finish, he went in for the kill and put Nap down a third time in the round. Oh, what is Brandon Tyson saying now? Brandon Tyson was supposed to fight Rob Nap tonight. This is a short notice fight for Nambashi, and he's doing brilliant. And then goes Nap again. Time, two, right? three, four, five, six, and there's still seven, some time left. Eight. Well done three times in this round. Somehow the battered South African managed to see out the remaining seconds. The fourth round saw a complete turnaround as Ndombasi appeared to have punched himself out. A remarkably well-recovered nap went on the attack and weighed in with lefts and rights to the body and head of the bewildered Angolan, who was desperately clinging on towards the end of the round. In the early seconds of the fifth round, Ndombasi stepped away from nap and the towel came flying in from his corner. A bizarre end to a short but highly entertaining fight. And Rourke Knapp is the new WBA Pan-African middleweight champion. It's, it's never a nice feeling, Uncle Brian. Um, you know, you definitely start to question what happened, what went wrong. And um, it's just about trying to compose yourself, trying to get back on your feet and stay safe. It's obviously very difficult with a guy like Ndombasi, very strong, very experienced and very aggressive. Um, I just had to keep my shoulders on quickly, stay composed, stay cool, stay collected and uh, make it to the end of the round, which I did. And my corner did a phenomenal job yes. with getting me back to my bearings, um, waking me up, shaking me out of that dizziness. We'll see Matola, Marco Luis did a great job. 100%. And once that happened, back to business, zoning, dialing, know how much you want it. The vacant EFC flyweight title was on the line at the Performance Institute in Johannesburg as Nkazimulo Zulu and Lutando Biko clashed at EFC 91 in a highly anticipated rematch. The expectation of a lengthy battle between the gladiators were wiped out in the first round as Biko stunned Zulu 21 seconds into the fight with a blistering overhand punch, sending his opponent to the canvas before a pounce prompted the referee to stop the fight, thus handing Biko the title on offer. Zilliboy looks a lot more composed. Doesn't get flustered by much, does he, Gary? Oh, wow! Is that, oh, oh, what could this be? What? Are you kidding me? Wow! Oh, wow! What? Pico just knocked out Zilliboy. Unbelievable. Chris Pride and his team at Pesper going mad. No one saw this coming. Wow! The power of Shorty gets him the goal.
Oh my goodness, we have to check the clocks on that one to see the time. Cole Henning earlier was about five seconds. Did you wow. catch a glimpse of the time, Gary? Ladies and gentlemen, referee Ferdi Bassan has called a stop to this contest at 26 seconds of the first round, declaring the winner by knockout, your new EFC flyweight champion of the world, Lutando Shorebiko! Resuming their first innings on 221 for four, India's game plan for day two in Mumbai was clear-cut. It was all about increasing the score, upping the ante. Friday's hero Mayank Agarwal returned to the crease along with Riliman Sahar, but it definitely wasn't the start they wanted. New Zealand struck almost immediately, Ajaz Patel doing the damage with back-to-back -back wickets, removing Sahar and then Ravi Ashwin, gone for Golden Duck. Agarwal maintained his composure at the crease and struck up a great connection with Axar Patel. By lunch, they had collected 61 runs for the seventh wicket. The second session proved a big one for Ajaz, a one-man wrecking ball. Having finally got the better of Agarol, dismissing him for a mammoth 150, he tore through the rest of the batting lineup. India were put to the sword by a spin. One by one, they all fell. Ajaz responsible for the lot. It's a day the Mumbai-born Kiwi will never forget, as he became just the third bowler in the history of Test cricket to claim all 10 wickets in an innings. Oh, that's gone very high. Rachin Ravindra takes it. So it's all 10 for Ajaz Patel. What a day for him. Oh, it's been outstanding. Not an easy catch by any extent. Only the third bowler in the history of Test cricket to get 10 wickets after Jim Laker and our very own Anil Kumle. It was an epic finish to the innings for New Zealand, but when it was their turn to bat, any hopes of posting a competitive score faded away. With the Indian attack on song, Mohamed Siraj was certainly in the mood as well as Ashwin, New Zealand six wickets down at tee with only 38 runs on the board. They were eventually bowled out for a lowly 62. Ashwin, the pick of the bowlers, returning figures of four for eight, 16 wickets gone in one day. India returned to the middle to begin their second innings. Agarwal and Chetushwal Bujara back at the crease. The two quickly eclipsed New Zealand's first innings score. And at stumps, India led by 332 runs. Ajaz may have stolen the headlines with his unbelievable 10-wicket haul, but it's India who are in control, and their lead will only grow come day three. The Deccan Gladiators have been the outstanding team at the 5th edition of the Abu Dhabi 10s. They finished top of the table with a superior net run rate and beat the second place Delhi Bulls in the playoffs. The Bulls then put aside Team Abu Dhabi in the second qualifier to set up a rematch in the final in what was the fourth match between the Gladiators and the Bulls. The Gladiators were put into bat. Andre Russell and the man with the highest individual score in the competition, Tom Kohler Cadmore, gave them a wonderful start. Russell was a muscle man as he smote the white ball into the Abu Dhabi sky with regularity. They brought up the 50 in five overs. And they continued on. Russell reaching his personal half century with a sixth boundary of 18 balls. Russell's ferocious power hitting gave Dominic Drakes a pain in the most uncomfortable place as he tried to take a return catch. He had to leave the field for treatment. 
Cola Cadmore for once played second fiddle, but the tall Englishman did bring up the 100 partnership with a trademark straight drive for six. The assault continued from the Gladiators as they carried the partnership to a new record. Cola Cadmore reaching his 50 from 26 balls as they posted 159 without loss. Russell finishing on 90, Cola Cadmore 59. They hit a dozen sixes and the same number of fours between them. Gubash and Hemraj took 24 the first 10 balls of the reply before the Afghan batter hooked Odin Smith to deep backward square leg out for 14. And Smith did the double. A short ball induced a false shot from the new man Shafane Rutherford and the bowler took the catch. Hemraj played with typical flair as he struck the ball with power and precision. Hemraj was a lone ranger as he played with typical flair and power as he struck the ball all around the ground. The Gladiators took a big step towards the title when Owen Morgan holed out to cover, giving Hasaranga his 20th wicket of the tournament. And when Hemraj was caught in the deep by Russell for 42, the Bulls were struggling at 75 for four, still 85 short with four overs remaining. The result was put beyond doubt in the seventh over when Tamil Mills got Drakes for a duck. And three balls later, he sent captain Dwayne Bravo back without scoring. It was 76 for six. Romario Shepard and Adil Rashid made a valiant effort in salvaging some pride for the Bulls with a stand of 27, which took them to three figures. But in the end, the Gladiators confirmed their status as the preeminent team of season five with a comprehensive 56-run win in the final. Russell and Kola Cadmore were supreme with the bat in setting a new competition partnership record. The task of reaching 160 proved too much for the Bulls in the face of excellent bowling by Smith, Mills and Hasaranga. Coach Cooks here, and this past weekend we were back in Soweto. We didn't go back for Chiefs or Pirates, we went back to take part in a township run with kids from Yonge Indau. But due to COVID-19, those plans changed. But we were fortunate enough to stumble upon the fantastic work being done by Coach Mo and the weekend basketball clinics for kids of all abilities. My love for basketball started on this court. This court is pretty much Nkulela uh, like Aslam. So it was one super vandalized place, um, super dilapidated, and there's Lalitis Kitsinala. And around that time, my, I was not even thinking it was about coach or anything, you know? The whole point was how do we make sure it's Linda or Linda in the right condition so that the kids about like us can play. The day the Kalubwana Omont Okubazeglinjing and Ohamba Mewiche is that we check basketball. Quangenza, Naba no goes with Gingazal and Gilzu and Gibbing up his Then influence Abanya Bank with Baltan, which is basketball. Nay, Lomu don't influence with giving a time to basketball. I know whenever I go to basketball, I brings joy. It's the biggest cliche that sport can change lives. But when you see it in action in South Africa's biggest township, you can't help but smile. You can't help feel the joy that sports brings. Let us know what sport is doing in your community. Hit us up on socials, download the Super Sports Schools app, and it can be your time to shine.